0: everybody, good to be with you. This is Chris Horn, one of the pastors at Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Winston-Salem. And I'm here with Georgia Hyatt, who's the senior pastor here at Redeemer Church. And we're discussing together some of the things that should drive us as we make decisions in times of crisis. Um, That the Bible is full of material and data about how to... Love God and to love your neighbor. But what happens when life gets pretty significantly interrupted? Um, whether the world around you changes and you suddenly find that you don't have the place in the world that you used to, or when something like a disaster happens, like we're currently walking through and living through the time of COVID 19 and um, social distancing and our church isn't meeting. Um, it's one thing just to say, well, I'll just do what the Bible tells me to do, but that's a pretty complex thing to get after, and Georgia, you've really um, helpfully distilled a lot of what uh, the the Bible is teaching us into these um, five categories, or sort of what we call theological categories about God and about people that should drive us, and they, they being worship, life, submission, witness, and love of neighbor, and I want to talk a little bit with you about life and what the bible tells us about human life and one of the maybe the most um exciting it might be the most exciting thing that the bible says about human beings is that human beings are created in the image of god Mm -hmm. that male and female he created them in his image he created us and um so, and, and as I, I've read and listened to you talk about that life needs to be one of our main values, the, this, this notion of the image of God, of human beings bearing God's image is pretty, pretty front and center. So that sounds really exciting to say humans are God's image, but it's also kind of vague, and it feels like as many people would hear that, they would have a different idea of what that means. So how are
1: human beings God's image? It is a, um, it's actually kind of a, classic ancient uh, theological question mm-hmm. that has lots of different answers to it um, uh, so it'd be worth more than a podcast to kind of go through what bearing the image is and how that's manifest um, it can't be physically because God is a spirit hmm. um, and so what, what, do you, what
0: do you mean it can't be physical God's because he has a spirit What's... well God
1: is a spirit so he doesn't have a body right and so bearing the image of God is not about um, about your physical body right but he came in a body and so there are some ways in which god embodied is something we bear the image of Mm -hmm. and so what one of the problems is if you start to try to reduce this too much you get yourself in a bad way um i told you all about the uh state senator who said that we bear the image most in our faces and um it's it's nice to think about but it's not accurate um
0: because technically God doesn't have a face. Because technically
1: God doesn't have a face. Right. Um, and, um, and you know, it, it, it just uh, yeah doesn't necessarily help you at all. So uh, certainly some of the qualities in terms of, of um, our ability to act in the ways that what he is and who he is and what we are and what we are called to do, they bear that image. Certainly communally we bear the image. Hmm. Uh, when we bear the image, we bear the image better together than all alone, all alone, though we do also bear it alone. Mm-hmm. But I do think this idea of life is really important to it. Right. Because um, because the the breath of life is, uh, you know, blown into our nostrils, if you will. And and he calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. And he's called, he's told us that he's come to give us abundant life, mm. eternal life. And um, I don't think there's any question that that is definitely one of the categories by which we um, we bear the image
0: right I mean all people I think want to know what does it mean to live you know right. it's like live laugh love signs in your right. in your foyer or Viva La Vida you know like we all want to have life I, I, I think it's really one of the thing that's fascinating about this the, the Christian con- conception of God as being one God in three persons, that God is both. Uh, it's almost he's like an introvert and an extrovert at the same time. <laughs> you know, he's a he's a unity and he's a diversity, he's a right. community, and the, everything that exists that we see is that. You know, all human beings are the same kind of thing. They're right. they're humankind but they're but each of us is so different from one another, right. and we're neither a, we're neither one thing or many things. Or we're both, and right. same can be said for. Trees and all different kinds of things and in, right. in nature. So there's, I think that's really fascinating to say one person can be is God's image, but there's a fullness of that when everybody comes together and shares um, life. And, and you mentioned Jesus. You know, Jesus said that he was and is a lot of things. And you, you mentioned from John, the Gospel of John, chapter ten, that God, that Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. What? What do you what do you think that he's getting at when he says that he is the life? How is Jesus the life? Not just life, but the life. Right.
1: Well, he's uh, he's he's prepping for John eleven when he calls himself the resurrection and the life as well, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. which is he's going to raise somebody from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, in ten, he's uh, talking about um, the the abundance of living and uh, uh, and the the flourishing um, that that he's calling us to, or, um, inviting us to, uh, but I, I do think there's something, um, that is just, um, okay, so it's a little bit like evil in the world is always some disorientation or disruption of the good and beautiful life that we're given. All of evil in the world is cancer. It always needs something to live off of. And so uh, we you would, you could even say the cancer doesn't live on its own; it has no life of its own. Right. And so there's something about that corollary that that makes sense of who Jesus is and what He's done. He's be, He's come to give us the abundant life, um, a life that um, that is the true one, not the one that, that has to suck itself off of something else. Right. And sure. um, or or some distortion of you know kind of reproducing cells that actually end up hurting us or something sure. like that. Sure. So, um, so there's the trueness and a purity to the life, an abundance to this life that he's given us. And it's just interesting, you know, that, that was a popular, popular '80s kind of verse. Lots of churches put it on their '80s and '90s. Put it on their like tagline: Give it life to the full, abundant life. Mm-hmm. When you think about the fact that this is, he's talking to poor people that are part of an ostracized community that is over overruled by a Roman um, empire with another surrogate government um, underneath between it. Mm -hmm. And then the religious leaders who are trying to live under that government, it's like the fourth person down of oppressed people groups. Sure. And Jesus is like, I've come to give you it abundantly. And he doesn't necessarily mean.
0: I'm going to put you on top. I'm going to put you on top. Right.
1: And you're going to somehow get all the gold, especially in those systems. Or if you just work real hard, I mean, we didn't have capitalism or social caste systems that were able to be, that weren't fluid, like as much as they are in America, though Mm -hmm. we all know in Winston, they're not. Um, Uh, uh and so so yeah it's just a um it's just it's a different thing than sometimes we put it in our brains as we do it so there's a there's a richness to it and there's where the abundance is um and i think it's important that we we kind of hold that and know that
0: yeah I, I i mean i think it's really interesting thinking about the when jesus says he's the life he's he's life without the cancer like he's not he's not life that is is like siphoning off life from something else but he is actually offering life and i'm something that i I just really want to understand just for myself you know is just like what is eternal life you know like i I think we think of that as like that i'm going to get to live forever you know that I, i that i just don't die
2: right
0: and i get i get to keep on going past the finish line right Um, but there seems like there's something, I mean, kind of what you're saying. That would kind of stink. Right. Just things as are forever. (laughs) I mean, that's being a vampire. (laughs) Right. right, (laughs) Jesus didn't say he was going to make us vampires. (laughs) It just like live with the constant brokenness and disappointment of, of life. (laughs) Um, but, but eternal... <laughs> that's
1: not worth it. According to the Bible, it <laughs> right. isn't unless yeah, our God... bodies are resurrected and we go into glory. It is, that is the weirder to be pitied among all men. That yeah. is a, that's not worth it. The Bible like, meh on that idea. Well, uh, what's the difference
0: then? What, I mean, between having the good life now uh-huh. versus, you know, Jesus came and lived and died and then was raised, right? Like overcame death. He then took on eternal life. Correct. So what what is what is resurrection life? Yeah. And how is it different than just my best life?
1: Yeah, so it's an, it's you, you the problem is you can't even you can't even do the arbit, arbitration of your best life. Right. You don't know. Sure. Um, and well, uh, I'm, I'm really trying I'm <laughs> yeah, to figure I, it out so. Yeah, yeah, no, I just think the good life. We have so many false good lives in the world that we keep thinking that this is the way it is. It's a little bit like beauty. Without the resur- without the the um, crucifixion mm-hmm. uh, the good life uh, uh, and life without hardship is is, is is quirky for us but I but but it should be something we imagine as um, with every tear wiped from our eyes hmm. it is actually the most romantic religion in the universe we actually believe something astronomically um, too good to be true unless it's true and we and when we are promised that it is true the one beautiful one of the beautiful things about christianity is that all the longings that we ever had will be transformed and met mm. and so oh my goodness so that's that's a different kind of thing altogether now some of our longings will be redirected into more beautiful ways but um everything ever wanted would come true everything ugly will come untrue everything broken will be fixed and um and that is a promise that you're allowed to think about as a Christian. In fact, you're encouraged to think about it so that it would make you some earthly good. Um, so this is where it turns into our values in Corona times, is that, is that every single life, almost 100,000 of them have died from this virus. Mm. And, you all I get the difference between flus and starvation worldwide and all that other stuff, and I want to say to that, and abortion, and other things like that, murder, I want to say that all those things are true. It doesn't change that 100,000 people have died in 2020 that we had no idea would right. by any other standards that we've accepted before. Right. And that matters in and of itself. And so, and that's just in America. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it's become partisan and political, and whether it's a aborted a life or a a life lost by the hand of a police officer or a black life mm-hmm. or a corona-taken life, I do actually know why we value them differently. But um,
0: Maybe that's a, a, a different podcast episode. That's a different <laughs> podcast
1: episode, but um, or at least some of the reasons why. But, like... When I hear some people go, well, you know, we had thirty-five people die of the flu, and uh, and I'm like, well, shouldn't we weep about that too? Mm-hmm. Or malaria? Well, we don't do malaria here, so we don't. We kind of blow that one off. Mm-hmm. But the Christian ethic is all of that matters. Right. Sure. Uh, uh, and so maybe we spend more time weeping.
2: Sure. Um,
1: and that we would be earthly good because we know that this life matters so so much. Right. And it is tied to eternal life. And yet Christianity does have a category that says human life is actually not the most important thing in the universe. Say more. (laughs) (laughs) It's up there. Sure. But it's actually the thing that gives us life the way the truth in life that is the most important thing in the universe. Mm. The one who would give his own life up. There's some weird ethic that we're supposed to love everybody else's life more than our own. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> like, the one life you can kind of give up on for the sake of the others is your own, and then nobody else's. Right. Uh, uh, and then you you do everything you can to preserve somebody else's life. Right. Um, and so you give up your own because that's who our Savior is, and uh, and so we will go through great suffering for the sake of someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the glory of God is the answer to the question. That's the one that is more important than all of human life. And, in, um, and yet it is brings great glory to the way, the truth and the life to preserve life. Sure. So it's not that they're separated. And I did do a little bit of a shock shock statement to say that human life was not the most important. Sure. Yeah. Universe, but it isn't. And, um, and so, you know, for your classic kind of um, uh, certain kind of classic kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, caretaker type personality that's the most important thing mm-hmm. and then some people are just truth is the most important thing mm-hmm. and the truth is none of those are the most important thing mm-hmm. uh, they're tied together to the glory of God
0: right yeah I mean it's even Jesus is the one that said that no one has a greater love than they give up their life for their friend and because to your point that love is showing the love that he has that he would give up his life even though he is the life for us I mean it I have a friend that is always talking about the whole Bible, like trying to understand if, if you're like this. None of us are so familiar with the Bible that it just makes sense when we read it. I mean, it's all, you know, it's so different than the world we live in and all that. Um, but the kind of the whole Old Testament of the Bible is setting up this reality that God, the thing that God is most concerned with doing away with is death. Right. The, like the worst, yuckiest, most antithetical thing to who god is 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 that things die and they cease to be and that he's coming to to respond to that and to, to what you were saying i mean where he wants to take us is you know in revelation 21 that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away and I just love it. He died. The, the last line is this past, we say passed away when someone dies. Passed, like, he yeah, yeah, they passed. But the crying and pain and death passed are going to be the things that have passed. And, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's riveting.
1: That's not just a future hope. That is our present act. And right. so this is why uh, I still want, you, you can do this if you'd like, uh, you know, to write a little paperette of womb to tomb uh, theology of life. Mm -hmm. We get, we start fighting about dumb things, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like a three-year-old's life matters if the government takes care of it or not, or something like that. I'm like, who cares? We're all, we're trying to do is try to have people live, you know, like uh, uh, the strategy, we can fuss about the strategy, but it's not fuss about the strategy and miss the point. Right. Uh, uh, That
0: we're, that what, part of what God's calling us to is to preserve life. To preserve
1: life. So I, I don't, don't tell anybody but I don't care about the First Amendment (laughs) with respect to worship (laughs) in life. I care about the First Amendment because we're American. I like being an American. I think I like our Constitution. I like the Bill of Rights.
0: On balance, we'll take the First Amendment.
1: Uh, On on balance, better than any other first uh, statements that aren't in the Bible. Right. Uh, (laughs) But but, like, it's just not that big of a deal to me when it comes to worship and following Jesus in these things. And so I'm not... That's not a big deal for me. I will go protest. I have protested. I've marched. Mm-hmm. But I but I will march for life, not my right to do some stuff.
0: Right. I actually went to a church one time and I was I was there like in the evening. I don't remember why. And they had a TV on in the hall where the pastor had recorded some statements and I heard over my shoulder said all Christians ever needed was the first amendment. And I was like, oh, but anyway. Um, well, I mean, so you. How
1: about the first commandment? Let's just go with that one. We'll go with that one, yeah. And sure. the one, unlike for to, sure. t- like unto sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> don't
0: have don't have any other gods before me, <laughs> or else you or else you're gonna miss out on life. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Um. So and you're so ta- your neighbor. Right, and you're talking about preserving life and sort of giving up of ourselves um you know jesus lived that we could have life and since we are now his people we live so that we we die so that other people can have right. life um but you, you mentioned that a big part of that is um being called to care for the, mo- the most vulnerable lives right. those that that we don't value their living and dying um like we value others right. and i mean how what lives are vulnerable in a, especially in a moment like this, where it, it does feel like we we make policies or decisions based, in some ways, on which well, which lives do we want to make sure that we value?
2: Right.
0: So, 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 what lives are 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 more vulnerable than others?
1: Well, let me say why we value more vulnerable lives than other lives. It's not because of the value of the life itself. It is because, and when I say we here, let's say. We, the church, don't value uh, a certain life over another in some type of ontological or essence kind of sense. Mm -hmm. There's no essence value more than the other. What we do is we look across the landscape of our culture and see which lives are being devalued and come and respond with value to those lives. Mm. Um, And so that means you might have to double up on the value of, uh, let's say, those with learning disabilities or those with... um, um, some other development uh, needs or something mm-hmm. like that. And so we put more resources, more energy, more, and I'm not, when I say we now, I mean the church, more resources, more energy, more um, uh, effort into those people because they're generally undervalued. Sure. Um, and so that's why when a society marginalizes people of, uh, of color, then we would attend to that in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. And uh, or if it's a people of color, it's just such economically uh, like we that the, the Winston-Stalem um, uh, undervalues education in poor neighborhoods. Sure. It's not that's a that's I'm not talking about motives. I'm saying literally the way the money works, We're Talking about outcomes, the outcomes and the way and incomes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about even the amount allotted because of certain programming, the requirements, that other resources and ter- more than money that are for those things. Um, that's an undervaluing. So we want to value in those places. And that's 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 not like some deep statement about um injustice. And I'm not being a social justice warrior person in that. All I'm saying is when there's a great need, you meet it. <laughs> right. And that just makes sense on a like if you're on a soccer team. Mm-hmm. You know, if your right back's slower, you know, you make sure your sweeper leans right. You sure. know what I mean? You just you just do. If you're if your right back's excellent and uh, you're, you only have two right backs and you put them on left back cause, cause he can cover left back better than the other guy can cover left back. So right. it's just, it literally has nothing to do with, um, like an e- equal distribution of anything. Like that's not what I'm talking about. Sure. I'm literally just saying, Hey, people are needy. We go help them first. Right. Like that's like, who's in the building that's burning. Right. Go help them. Sure. So please hear me. I'm not trying to do any kind of like, uh, It's just we live in a world where all my words right there can be turned into, well, now I'm for X, Y, or Z party or or policy, and that's not what I'm talking about. Sure. I actually would love to see a whole bunch of creative political options uh, that both the left and the right went after it, uh, because I think actually solutions from both sides could be really amazing for people. Sure. So if you want to know my actual political agenda, it would be that.
0: <laughs> Maximize both. Maximize both because yeah.
1: that some things are. Sometimes you starve a cold, and sometimes you feed one.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah, and part of what I hear you saying is, you know, part of the reason, and and I love when you know you you're one of the only people that I've heard really want to articulate what do we mean when we say we you know, you're saying we, church. I mean, when we, in, in, at least in our context in, in the States, w- when we say we, we tend to think we mean... The U.S. The U.S., like we, America. And when you say we, you're saying we, church. And like the, 90% of the time, I'm saying we, the church. Right, and that, that we, we would put more emphasis on lives that are undervalued out in the world because we're, in a sense, saying in God's kingdom, these lives all have maximum value. So we got to spend some time making sure that we, church, see these lives as valuable, because if we just went on our own, we wouldn't see those lives. We, w- we would be formed by the world that we, that we live in.
1: Yeah, the streams of devaluing life are, are run really hard and are running harder in our day. So you actually have to fight off the devaluation of life. And let me just tell you this. This didn't just happen in 1970. Mm -hmm. it just didn't just happen in 1619 Mm -hmm. but from 1619 to 1974 Mm -hmm. uh there's been consistent devaluing of life that the church frankly has not fought off sure um and has been culpable to we've gone down the um the, the stream with them and i'm not sure we're recovering yet right so we need help we need help right um so we could have all sorts of strange bedfellows in fighting for life yes
0: absolutely um I I guess to, to kind of wrap this up, what do you think, I mean, to that point you were just making, you're saying, you know, from since 1619, when the first enslaved folks were brought to, to the U S to now, like there, there's obviously a place where you're saying like, we haven't in the, in, you know, the American like white church, we haven't necessarily caught up to valuing lives as we should. Um, That's just one example but like how what does the church have to offer right now when it comes to life and the valuing of life like what 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 does the church we church have that you know maybe isn't part of the conversation necessarily
1: i ran into one of our deacons massed and Asking questions and me asking questions of him, how's he doing? And I said, What are you, what are you doing? He was like, well, I'm writing mercy checks out.
0: The deacons are people in the church that are there to, part of their job is to make sure that those that are in need are taken care of.
1: And if you know anything about Presbyterianism, um, we have committees that have committees, and um, we usually have to make a decision by a committee. So our policy is that our, our, um, our giving from that fund is usually highly relational, either people in our church, which is the first priority, or people in relationship with other people in in our church. Mm -hmm. And he said the deacons decided to um, lift that policy because there's so many great needs in our community that we don't have to either know them or have a tight relationship with them. And though they didn't want to put it on a billboard because they didn't feel like they could actually care for people who came through the door. Sure. They are doing this kind of whisper campaign uh, around to see friends of friends of friends of friends to see if we can help. Uh, and these are everything's from bills to food to uh, yeah those kind of things. I think the mask thing that that, that we participate in the city is a really big part of that. It's a it's an effort to preserve life, and it it and it does matter that the studies show that that masks are better than not masks. Mm-hmm. But even the symbolic realities matter, right? Um, and for the church to be on the front line of preserving life from womb to tomb is really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I think that that when and here's the other thing: Just value the lives that are around you and that are on social media against you, and and like refuse to to see them in any diminished role other than a bearer of the image of God. Mm-hmm. That's it. you can't talk about somebody you can't you can't think about someone as less than an image bearer you do we do that in and of ourselves. we will change the way conversations the way life happens mm-hmm. in this city and in our own congregation. it is so easy to say Raka, you fool, which mm-hmm. is equivalent to murder. All it's right. equivalent to murder in Jesus's mind and the point in that is not just to be forgiven for it but to stop killing people right and so, if you fool is murderous in Jesus's ethic, not only am I in great jeopardy uh, without forgiveness and without his great love for me, Mm. I have a lot of contemplating to do of how, how I describe folly in another.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, especially in a time where like tear down culture on the internet is, is so prevalent. Like, it's so easy. It's always been easy to write somebody off. Now we're more connected than ever. We have more visibility with people that aren't immediately connected to us, and it feels like everything out there is like driving us toward just write, just write them off. Just like just just motives, right? And and to actually to write someone off. From Jesus's perspective, when it comes to valuing life, is is to murder them. Right. Um,
1: Dang it, we're in trouble. Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's part of what's beautiful too about the message of Jesus and the message of the Bible is like, yeah, we hear something like that. Say, me writing somebody off means that I'm that I'm murder that I'm taking their life. I'm in need. Yes. But the 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 gift that God gives us, Mm. the forgiveness that he gives us is so much more full than our need. It's so much Mm. bigger than our need that it actually overflows and allows us to not just be forgiven and to move past that, but actually start to preserve and to give life. I mean, there's there's a part where you had said that Jesus coming into the world as a human means that our bodies matter, that our lives matter. And that Jesus is being resurrected from the dead means that our bodies, our lives matter forever. Yeah. And it's a great privilege and opportunity to be part of that now. And like I don't, I, you know, I don't know about anyone listening, but like, I, I want to be part of that. Right. You know. I, right.
1: I don't actually want to be. I don't want to live in the streams of of outrage and and tear down, and I actually want to live in the streams that feel so weak right now, but they actually are the eternal streams that say, "You vehemently disagree with me. There's something right about what you're saying, and you're bearing the image in a way that I want to hear and I want my neighbors to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything in me wants me to, to call you a fool, but you're but you're not only a fool. So let me listen, and let me let me hear. Um, I mean, what would it look like if we didn't impugn Uh, whether you disagree or agree with any of the governors that are doing anything right now, what if it wasn't you idiot, but dude, it must be a really, really hard job. And I would love to hear more. And let's have conversations with people who think that he's an idiot or think some people think that they're brilliant. Mm -hmm. And like, let's just come as Christians. We go come, let's return to the Lord. Let's, let's, let's do this thing together.
0: Well, if that's what it looks like to, to have life, then we are going to need God's help. Shoot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, All right. Thanks, Georgia. I appreciate Peace. you uh, sharing some of those thoughts on life.